scripture reading has been taken from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 to 19. The book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 to 19. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the palace called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of your fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that this Christ would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Amy, for reading the scriptures. Um, today, we'll be looking at the topic, witnessing boldly, witnessing boldly. From the passage which was read to us, we'll be looking into witnessing boldly. I'm sure we are not bold, especially when it comes to witnessing. I'm not bold. Is there anyone who can say that you are so bold to witness like Peter? Oh, there's one person raising hand. Good. Anyone else? I'm not bold. But 
That's what we are going to see, witnessing boldly. Here, we uh, have read to us, Peter witnessed boldly to thousands of people. Thousands of people. As we heard read to us, verse 13, he said, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. Verse 14, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer to be released to you. Now, Peter went on preaching boldly. As the Babu put in the, on the screen about Peter's denial, um, about one and a half months before this incident, Peter, as we heard, he denied Jesus. We heard from Matthew chapter 26, 69 to 75. He denied before a servant girl. Then again, he denied before another servant girl telling, I don't know Jesus. I don't know what you are saying. Then to a group of people who confronted, you know, around the fire. This happened in the, when Jesus was arrested, taken to the Sanhedrin and the high priest. There, Peter followed in a distance and he was sitting and watching around the fire with other people. They confronted, said, even you... Your talk, your voice, you know, betrays you. You are one of them. And he started to bring curse down, saying, I don't know this man. I don't know this Jesus you are talking about. So he denied. But where did Peter get this boldness? How could this Peter, who denied Jesus before a servant girl to seven girls, and a small group of people, how he could get the boldness to witness Thousands of people. From where did he get this boldness? We all said we are not bold. I am not bold. You are not bold. But how can we get the boldness to witness for the Lord Jesus? Now, it is only because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, we see the Holy Spirit came. We heard about that brother Sanjay Patra explained very, very well. The Holy Spirit came and the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is not just a power. Holy Spirit is a person. Many years before, we were in Gautam Nagar, just close by. One morning, we were having our office prayer. Suddenly, two well-dressed women came to the door and they said, we want to give you a message. I immediately understood they are from Jehovah's Witness. So we didn't invite them inside. Then I asked, we talked briefly and I asked them, what do you think about Holy Spirit? And they said, it is a power. You know, Jehovah's Witness, they don't believe in the Trinity. It's a power. You know, Holy Spirit is not a power. He is not impersonal. He is God. He is comforted. And he can be grieved. And he has power. Holy Spirit has power to empower us so that we can witness boldly. 
You know, Jesus said in Acts 28, you will, we read already, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Holy Spirit gives power, the main purpose to be a witness, to witness for Jesus. We need that power from the Holy Spirit God. Sanjay Patra explained very well, when does he give, give the power when we yield our lives to him? Not just live in our own ways and then we want to power Lord to give me. No. When we yield our lives completely to the Holy Spirit and when he takes control of our lives, every area of our lives, and then we ask power. When he is filled, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and then he gives us power to witness, even in a small way or in a big way. Every believer has the Holy Spirit. If you are born again, if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit. Because Romans 8 verse 9 says, If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So if you belong to the Lord Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the possibility of having the power to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. So whenever you find difficult to witness, you ask him to fill with his power. Just like Peter, you can be a witness for the Lord Jesus. It's because of, of the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter could witness boldly. We see Peter made use of the opportunity. Peter made use of the opportunity. It's very, very important. We must carefully think about that, understand, apply in our lives. As we had read to us, it's a very familiar incident. Peter and John, they went to the temple in Jerusalem. At the time of prayer, it was about three in the afternoon. They went for prayer. We all go to different places for different reasons. So they also went at the time of prayer to the temple. They both they went. As we know this incident, a crippled man was brought to the gate, beautiful in the temple, and kept there for to you know to beg. And he was carried and brought. Probably evening he was taken back. Next day he was brought. So when he saw Peter and John entering, he asked them money. So Peter and John said, We don't have silver and gold, but what we have we give in the name of Jesus. You get up and walk, this Peter said. Taking him by the right hand, Peter helped him. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped his feet and began to talk, walk. He went with them, with Peter and John, into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw that they recognized this man, the same man, lame man, now walking, jumping, praising God. They were all surprised, wondered, and they all gathered. The man was held, Peter and John, and it happened in, in the Solomon's colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power 
and godliness we have made this man walk. Peter could have stopped there and gone to prayer and gone home. But here we see Peter made use of this opportunity. He, looked, he realized, recognized there is an opportunity. Though they were coming, they came for prayer, but now here is an opportunity to share the gospel. And I must make use of that. So Peter and John, particularly Peter, he made use of the opportunities. So many opportunities, they come to us. So many opportunities. God wants you and me to recognize, just like Peter, and make use of the opportunity to witness for the Lord, our Savior and Master. Ninth, this month, 9th March, we both went to Lalpat lab in Indrapuram, where we live, to take blood tests. So we went to the counter and told what test we want to take. And then we paid um, in the counter the money. Then I took out a small card, as usual, many, many times I give to people, is Premier Cup Prem, God's Love. John is based on John 3.16, little explanation I gave to that uh, girl at the counter. And she immediately said, I'm a Christian. So, you know, you, you are surprised because usually you don't meet Christians. So I asked her, which church do you go? She said, to CNI. I told her, I'm from, I'm from CSA, that is in South. But now we go to DBF. And immediately I said to her, doesn't matter which church we go, but we, have, we must receive Jesus. And our sins must be forgiven. A small, small opportunity. God graciously helped me to share the briefly with her, talk about her soul. We don't know, I don't know whether she is saved or not, but at least I could talk that she should receive Jesus, her sins should be forgiven. The reason why we took the blood test, we were, had to go to St. Stephen's Hospital, where we used to go uh, periodically, but two, we, two years we didn't go because of the COVID. So anyway, we decided to go for both of us. So 11th way, we went to St. Stephen's Hospital. When we went first, we, my wife, in the morning, she saw the diabetic doctor, and after talking to her and all, she wrote uh, an eye test for her. So that is, that is in the basement. So we went to the basement. There were people waiting and there was a table and a girl was there and we showed the test which we want to take. So she said, you have to wait and wait in a sense, the eye drops, they have to put three times and wait for some, it will take time. So anyway, um, I asked her, is there the doctor Krishna? He's a senior doctor who used to be there. And then I told, he did the cataract surgery to my wife. I told that. Then that uh, young lady said, he's not here. He left the <coughs> hospital during this period, two, 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 two years. Anyway, uh, we waited and uh, all things were done and do saw the doctor and all were done. By the time it became a little bit afternoon. So 
for me, I had to see the cardio doctor in the afternoon after two. So we went to the canteen, we had lunch, and then we came back to the cardio department, which is on the ground floor, not in the basement. Anyway, when we um, came there, we had to wait for a long time. There were, uh, you know, not only really particular cardio department, there are different other departments, so many people were there. So I was close to the cardio department and the room because I had to see the doctor. My wife was a little further, far away, and she was sitting. Suddenly I saw two women were talking with my wife. Anyway, I didn't know what uh, they were talking and all. After talking quite some time, these two women, they left. Then we saw that I saw the cardio doctor and everything finished. And then she said, these two women, mother and daughter, young daughter, they said they particularly wanted to meet my wife <clears throat> because they were also in the, in the eye department. They overheard us telling about Dr. Krishna who did the cataract surgery. So the mother had a cataract surgery and in a government hospital, it was a failure. So they wanted to talk with my wife about the cataract surgery. That's why we were surprised. How did they find out we are in the cardio department that's in another place? After a long time, more than an hour, they didn't go home. Their work was done. They didn't even have lunch. But they wanted to talk. Anyway, they talked. After talking, God gave the opportunity to my wife to share the gospel, share the good news, the only good news in the world. She made use of the opportunity to share the gospel with both of them. What an opportunity God brings in our ways. So many opportunities. I have failed many times. God wants us to make use of the opportunities. Every one of us make use of the opportunities. Opportunities come to us in schools, colleges, neighborhood. When we travel, olden, I mean, earlier days in the trains, most of us we used to travel by train. So many opportunities, railway station. Now in airports, so many opportunities, even in plane and workplaces, everywhere opportunities are there. God wants to make use of the opportunities just like Peter made use of that opportunity. Pastor Michael, he wrote to the elders saying, just recently in one of the cell groups, Kanpur cell group, there were unbelievers. So he wrote that he shared the gospel. There was an opportunity. And he also wrote that day one elderly person was traveling with him in his car and he shared the gospel with him. So many opportunities while we travel, metro or taxi, different other ways. Opportunities are plenty. Opportunities are plenty. But we should recognize, realize, make use of that. If we lack power, we can ask the Holy Spirit God to give us boldness. To make use of the opportunities. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, 
God's word says, for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ. We are every believer, we are for God a pleasing aroma. We are to spread, we are to spread the sweet smell. That is the gospel. We are the aroma of the Lord Jesus Christ. Among those who are being saved, those who listen to the gospel, those who believe, and also to those who are perishing, those who don't want to believe. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death. Those who don't believe in the gospel, those who reject. To the other, an aroma that brings life. Those who believe. What a great privilege God has given to you and me. Do we make use of that? Do we make use of that? There is no other greater business than sharing the gospel. That is the only hope in this world. There is no other hope. All the other things are temporary. But the gospel is eternal. eternal. That's why Jesus commanded his disciples, go and preach the gospel. Everyone, those who believe will be saved. Those who don't believe will be condemned. And Peter knew that one, the command, and he obeyed that. He made use of the opportunities. When Peter spoke with that group for people, I mean, multitudes, Peter preached the gospel. Of course, there are a lot of people. He can't just share like one-to-one, -one, but he preached the gospel. Because there were thousands of people. If people have to be saved, we have to share the gospel. They should know the gospel. Whether they believe or not, that's up to them. If they believe, they will be saved. If they don't believe, they will be condemned. That's what Jesus said. But we have to share the gospel. Because in Romans 1 verse 16, we read, for I am not, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. We all have believed, I'm sure most of us, the gospel, the grace of God, worked in our life, the Holy Spirit God. One day, we believed on the gospel. Not because we are better than other people, not because we were searching, but God in his mercy came after us, came after me. And he convinced us that we need to believe on the gospel. We need to believe on Jesus. Not just, you know, formally going to church and attending and all. I was doing that till 19 years. But I need the Savior. I need Jesus in my life. life. I, my sins should be forgiven. I should become a new person, born again. I should, from death to life, I must come. I should be part of God's family. That happens when we believe on the Lord Jesus, believe the gospel. We are saved. We become part of God's family. And that's what Peter preached the gospel. Peter preached three things about the gospel. With that context, he was facing after that layman was killed. Peter said, verse 15, You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. So he talked about Jesus' death and resurrection. That is the gospel. Jesus' death 
and resurrection. Even in 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, Christ Jesus died for our sins and rose again. That is the gospel. That is the only gospel. Gospel is not some social work. Gospel is not some, you know, doing some good thing. Gospel is talking about the death of the Lord Jesus and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And Peter also told them about the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. About the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 18. This is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets saying that his Messiah would suffer. Already said the Messiah would suffer. Suffer for what? Prophet Isaiah says in verse, uh, chapter 53 verse 5, Prophet Isaiah says, but he was, Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was uh, peace was on him. His punishment brought us peace. And by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus suffered for our sins, not for his sin, or, but for your sin and my sin. So Peter talked about Jesus' death and resurrection is suffering for our sins. Our sins. And Peter also, the third thing he told the people in the multitude, he said them what they should do. What they should do. In verse 19 we see, Peter told them, repent then and turn to God. Repent and turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Peter told this, those multitudes, repent from your sins. And not only repent, not only realizing, not only feeling sad about the sins you have committed, but turn to God. Turn to God. Because salvation is only from God. So turn to God. Then Peter said, the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Salvation comes from the Lord. Not from within us. It comes from the Lord. God gives salvation. When we believe on the Lord Jesus, when we, when we turn to God, and the times of refreshing comes from, the, from God through the Holy Spirit, and we have the assurance of salvation and surety that our sins are forgiven, and we are coming to a relationship with God, we could call him Abba Father. That comes from God, not from man. Not something we are thinking. No, it is an experience. That's what Peter said. Times of refreshing may come from the Lord, from God. I'm sure all of us, we have experienced the moment we accepted Jesus, the times of refreshing in our lives, the joy of salvation for our life, joy of sins forgiven, joy of that we are in relationship with God, the Holy God. We belong to him. That's what the songwriter writes about that. And he says, we all know this song, beautiful song, a wonderful words says, Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. 
after i have wandered in darkness away jesus my savior i met oh what a tender compassionate friend he met the need of of my heart shadow dispelling with joy i am telling he made all the darkness depart i'm sure you we know the chorus heaven came down and glory filled my soul when at the cross my the savior made me whole my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day heaven came down and glory filled my heart the times of refreshing would come that's what peter said the times of refreshing from god when people turn away from their sins and turn to the lord when we share the gospel when we witness god would use us in the lives of many many people we would be a sweet aroma for the lord to bring life in the lives of people the power of the holy spirit is available for all of us when we feel weak we're not able to open our mouth the power of the holy spirit we can ask him to fill us with the holy spirit give us power because that's what jesus promised with the holy spirit comes we will receive power to be the witness for the lord jesus and we must make use of the opportunities god gives to us just like peter did and many others did we must share the gospel share the gospel like peter did if people have to be saved shall we ask god to help us shall we pray if we believers are not a power to witness boldness to witness we can ask god the holy spirit because we don't have power but he gives power holy spirit god he gives us power to witness he gives us boldness just he gave to peter he can give to you also so you can ask him to fill you with his power with the holy spirit god ask god to help you to make use of the opportunities not to the slip away the opportunities god brings many times i have failed we have failed let's ask god to help us to make us of this opportunity john wesley the founder of madhuri churches he told the his young people whom he, they were training he said you don't have any other business than share the gospel that is the mission of the church which jesus has given to us to share the gospel Let's ask God to help us make use of the opportunities. Let's ask God to share the gospel. Share the gospel as Jesus has commanded us: go into all the world and preach the gospel. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you, Lord, for your word, the foundations of the early church. what the apostles did and it continued throughout the centuries so many people 
have followed this foundation.